definitely going to watch Congo. (laughs) 100%. I don't know if I've even seen that. Oh, my goodness. It's probably too much for you. It's crazy. Like, zombie gorillas in, like, a 1990s film. What's up? I'm Kenny Big Cat Porter. Hey everyone, I'm Bonnie Porter, and welcome to Nature Dope AF, the show where two siblings and amateur naturalists talk about the incredible world around us. Hope you're staying safe and are planning to vote if you live in the United States. Or if you don't live in the United States, you should still vote if you can. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Each episode, we pick a topic and share a few interesting things with you. So, Kenny, tell us what dope thing we are talking about today. Gorillas in the mist. (laughs) Not just gorillas in the mist, just all gorillas. (laughs) Yeah, I just really wanted to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. That makes me think of Congo again, but. Yeah, I really big on Congo. Classic. This topic, I really feel, is close to your heart because, you know, as a kid, you were a big time gorilla fan, had those gorilla stuffed animals. One was like over six feet tall. The you can one tell their six, names if you feel comfortable the one that's sharing. Over, okay, now you're just getting real weird. The one that's over six feet tall, though, uh, you know, mom kept it and it's now just literally on the couch in my basement. So good times. Oh, yeah. Gorillas are badass. I don't know <laughs> what else you want me to like. They're real neat. That time yeah. I like went with the Boy Scouts and we stayed overnight at the Omaha Zoo. They took us to the gorilla enclosure and they were like, everybody turn your backs to the glass. And then the gorilla came around and just like punched on the glass. It was real neat, real entertaining. I mean, they are quite a majestic creature. Like, and just like. Seeing a picture of their face, it's just like, look into those eyes. My God. I mean, yeah. You know, R.I.P. Harambe. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Kenny had quite a rich imagination. And two gorillas named Michael and Godfrey were his friends (laughs) as a kid. So you're going to talk about this later, I think. But I think my first sort of gorilla, uh, you know, experience was I think I had a book about Coco and her kitten, which I was really into cats. So that was always a a fun one for me. But gorillas, they're amazing. They're real badass. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The earth has two species of gorillas and each of them has two subspecies. Eastern gorillas which include mountain gorillas. They lived in the misty mountain forest in the Virunga Massif in the Bwindi impenetrable forest in central Central Africa. There are fewer than 1,200 remaining. That's real sad. Mm -hmm. Growers? What? Gowers? Growers? Growers. I don't know. Let's go with growers. Growers gorillas, formerly known as Eastern Lowland gorillas, that seems like a simpler name, but they are similar to mountain gorillas, but can be distinguished by their shorter fur, narrower faces, and rounder nostrils. Fewer than 6,000 of them remain. 
I think uh, mountain gorillas are the ones that Diane Fossey studied because, like, as you mentioned earlier, gorillas in the mist. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Western gorillas now. Western lowland gorillas are smaller than their eastern cousins. They often have much redder or grayer fur. Adult males have striking chestnut fur on their head and neck, and the characteristic fur on the back extends further down their thighs, giving them a more <coughs> full-bodied silver look. Less than 150,000 remain. Well, the, you know, that's, that's pretty you know, at least I mean, it's couple. not great. I but... mean, no, it's better than like fifteen hundred though, or twelve hundred. You know. All right. Next subspecies of western gorilla are cross river gorillas. Cross river gorillas are the rarest of all the great apes and were unknown to scientists until the early twentieth century. They were forgotten, then rediscovered after scientists had believed that gorillas had become believed the gorillas had become extinct. They are similar to western lowland gorillas, but have a different shaped skull. They tend to have redder or grayer fur than eastern gorillas, and they were thought to be extinct following the 1960s civil war in Nigeria. However, sightings <coughs> were recorded during the 1980s. Small numbers of the subspecies were rediscovered in Cameroon and Nigeria on the banks of the Cross River. They were only filmed in the wild for the first time in 2009. Very little is mm -hmm. known about this elusive subspecies of gorilla. Except their numbers are probably less than 300, and they, you know, probably not looking great, which is, mm -hmm. see, so 150 thou, not great, not terrible. Yeah, I mean, still. I mean, of course we want gorillas everywhere. <laughs> we do, just roaming the streets, just kidding. That seems Please don't dangerous. have exotic animals as pets, thank you. Who has a gorilla as a pet? That's like those people who have champs and they just like, I feel like a gorilla is just going to rip your limbs off and beat you to death with them. Yeah, I don't know that, again, not a good idea to have any wild animal as a pet. <laughs> anyway, gorillas live in communities and they're known as troops, which I just think is so cute. Like, <laughs> um, It's my troop. Yeah. And sometimes up to 30 individuals and troops are led by one dominant older adult male, often often called a silverback because of the swath of silver hair that adorns his otherwise dark fur. Troops also include several other young males, some females, and their offspring. The leader organizes troop activities. <laughs> Such as bracelet making, just kidding, <laughs> such as eating, nesting in leaves, and moving about the group's home range. I just love that. Like, I this mean, little troop's just going around doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just they just out here just boy scouting it up. Just mm -hmm. Or girl scouting it up. Uh, trooping it up. There you go. Trooping it up. Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, gorillas can climb trees, but they're usually found on the ground. And I really just, this is where I relate hard to them. They sleep at least 12 hours a night and they take their bedding seriously. And they make a new bed almost every single night. In fact, it's estimated that they reused a previous night's bed only about 4% of the time. Just out here on the streets roaming, you know. <laughs> you can't. You don't have time yeah. for that trash bed you made yesterday. Also, it it kind of is like my theory of socks. You know, new pair of socks every day change your life. 
What are you throwing the old socks away? I just want for one year of my life to wear a new pair of socks and call it the year of comfort. And then, I mean, of course, I'm going to, I probably wouldn't, I like would not have to buy new socks for like a decade. So, I mean, it's a bump. It it works all the way around. But just for one year, just wear your just new pair of socks every day, call it the year of comfort. Seems like that would do some great things for you. So, if anybody who's listening to this other than our mom wants to buy me a year's worth of socks, Send it my way. That's a lot of socks, though. I mean, it is, but like, I also factored in how many I like. I have sought, sat, sought. I've sat down and thought about this, and like, really drawn up some math on like how many pairs of socks you would need, and then you could get different kinds of socks too for different kinds of shoes, different type events. Like, I mean, I like, I've got some hard numbers. So, but. I mean, does one adult human ever wear 365 pairs of socks? No, so you don't need that many pairs of socks. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying you don't need that many pairs of socks for a year of, of, like, I'm talking January 1 to December 31st. Why don't you just do, like, a quarter of comfort, you know? Like, three months. that, I mean, that seems like a tease. (laughs) I don't know. Like sometimes a fresh sock is like a little tight. Like you don't no. want to wear it in a little. No, fresh socks. Oh, new pair of socks. Get on board with your comfort. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> as far as these nests go for gorillas, it takes them about five minutes to make, usually on the ground, sometimes elevated in a tree, and occasionally they even make a day nest. See, this is where I just really can relate. It's like, they just are, you know, about lounging. And I feel that, you know, sleep for 12 hours a night and maybe, you know, you're making a day bed. I'm here for that. I could be in a troop of girls. I could, I think I could make it. <laughs> and baby gorillas share their mother's nest until they're about three years old or she has another baby. And the nest is the place where they sleep, play, snuggle, and are groomed by their mothers. So... Gorillas, it's so interesting. They have such like a interesting social structure and like, you know, they've been observed to like have like pretty complex interactions, you know, with each other or like seeing people, not people, seeing gorillas from like other groups and stuff. And so, you know, it just makes you love them all the more. They're just so nice. Now we're going to wrap things up with five gorilla facts. So probably why we feel so similar to them, or maybe me, we share 98% of our DNA with gorillas. This means that exposure to human illnesses, even a cold, can have potentially detrimental impacts on gorillas as they are so genetically similar to us, but they haven't developed the necessary immunities. So stay away from the gorillas, okay, with your colds. With your Jacobeth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't, do not give this plague to them. They have enough to worry about. Enough bullshit going on. All right. Coco, who, as you mentioned earlier, had your book. I thought that was my book. I don't know. Just, I remember that book. Coco, you know, friends with Mr. Rogers and Robin Williams, uh, first became famous in the late 70s for her ability to use a modified version of sign language 
first word she used to describe herself was queen. Uh, she knew over a thousand signs, which is insane, and had a bunch of adopted cats. And here's the thing about all the cats. Like the last, I read this article about the last cat that died. And it was like, they told her it got ran over by a car. Like, why was this cat in a situation that it's going to get outside to get run over by a car? Like, it's a gorilla's pet cat. Can you not keep it in the same building? I just, mm. you know, whoever whoever was looking after Coco and All Ball, y'all get your shit together. Oh, All Ball, R.I.P. R.I.P. All Ball and Coco. Fact number three. Gorilla researchers, including the famous Diane Fossey, who really check out Gorillas in the Mist or look up her foundation. We'll add a link to it because she was a fascinating person and, you know, just learned about that. Anyway, gorilla researchers like Diane Fossey have often noticed each silverback has its own distinctive pungent aroma. A 2014 study suggests that a silverback uses this fragrance to communicate his position in the group and he can just as easily turn off the scent if he wishes to hide or doesn't need to exert his authority at the moment. <laughs> I wish I could turn off my BO for real. Oh, I just leave mine on. I'm kidding. <laughs> but Barbie would probably say that is true. <laughs> Fact number four, the heaviest gorilla in the wild. Which, how are you weighing gorillas in the wild? I think it was because this one was killed. So, Oh, well, that's sad. So, the heaviest, heaviest dead one they found. That's how you should really look Oh, my let, God. Let the people know. So, you shouldn't be killing gorillas. Anyhow, was 580 pounds, which, <sighs> boy, that's a big son of a gun. In capacity. In ca- in captivity, not capacity, in captivity, <laughs> male gorillas can get up to 660 pounds. And the tallest one was six foot four with an arm span of 8.8 feet of just ripping your arm off and beating you to death with it power. I can't even like really fathom like an arm span or wingspan of 8.8 feet. Like, like that's just. That's tall. Like. What? That's a, that's, it's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, you say like, you know, 8.8 feet of ripping your face off or ripping your arms off. And, you know, that's really how gorillas were portrayed. I feel like, you know, King Kong and like all that kind of stuff. But then hopefully they got a better rep, you know, nowadays because of, you know, gorillas like Coco and there's been so much studies about them. Oh, I mean, I like, oh. I, like they're amazing. I mean, creatures. they could mess you up, but and you know. I just want—I don't like—I just want people who are trying to like kill them for like illegal logging and poaching and stuff. I want those people mm-hmm. get their arms ripped off. Other than that, like they're oh yeah. Like, I mean, I just want to give them a hug. Like, yeah, there's like that video of that guy, which I don't know if this guy should have been there, but he was like a, a troop, I guess of like mountain gorillas came upon him and he just like sat there and like, didn't look at them. So they wouldn't feel threatened. And they were just like looking, they're just like getting in his hair and like, you know, smelling him and stuff. And it's like, Oh my gosh. Maybe he's all, cause like some of those parks in Africa have like rangers just to watch like 
rhinoceroses. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's just like, maybe he's just one of the ones like looking out for some of these gorillas. Well, he was white and he seemed oh. like he was not wearing an official outfit. So well, I, but yeah, no, um, the people from the Diane Fossey Foundation, like those, all of those like mountain gorillas, I think are like used to humans because they go around and like check on them and make sure they're okay. So, which, you know, it's sad that you have to do that, but. That seems like a great job though. Like, what's your job? I just go check on gorillas like once a month. Probably more than that, even. I, mean, I don't know. Probably. You're probably just going out there yeah. like, what's up, guys? How's your new bed today? Yeah. See y'all so, later. And I, yeah, I think I was reading <laughs> I was reading something about maybe it's like um, the other, the Western gorillas, like, aren't used to humans, so they kind of have to do it from further afar. But it's probably good that they're not used to humans. But anyway. Um, yeah, that went off on a tangent. Our last fact is, quite surprisingly, the amply-sized gorilla, as we were just talking about, eats just about the same type of diet as the much smaller hedgehog. (laughs) Probably a lot more, though. Um, Gorillas are mostly herbivorous. They eat around 140 different species of plants, and they need to consume about 60 pounds of food per day. And um, although they get most of their calories from fruit and bamboo shoots, they definitely won't turn up their nose at a caterpillar, termite mound, or a small animal. They very rarely need to drink water because they usually get all the hydration they need from their food. I wish I got all the hydration I needed from my food. I mean, you could pretty much. I mean, you know, if you ate a lot of fruit and stuff. Just chomping down on celery all the time. I guess you're right. You could be a gorilla. I mean, if only I could. (laughs) You've got a pretty big wingspan, so. Not nearly enough hair. (laughs) Well, like we talked about before, there are a lot of foundations and organizations that are dedicated to helping gorillas and making sure that they don't go extinct and doing a lot to try and protect them and keep them safe. So look those up in the show notes so you can learn how you can help gorillas and learn some more interesting things about them. Um, And as usual, thanks for listening. (laughs) And on our next show, uh, we have a listener request. Thanks to Cal and Debbie. We are going to talk about carnivorous plants feels appropriate for spooky season. Uh, 2020 you mean yeah the whole year (laughs) thanks for hitting us up folks once again cal and debbie hit us up with any questions or topics you'd like to learn about we have an email that we rarely check but we do check or hit us up on twitter where i don't think anything has been posted and i keep telling bonnie i'm gonna do something about that instagram one of these days I have put a few things on Twitter, but not regularly. So we'll try to be better, but, you know, we're doing the best we can. (laughs) 2020. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Join us next time for another fun nature chat and stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.